You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Pipeline, where we talk about Alaska politics. I'm David Bernkoff. I'm Rebecca Polsha. And this episode is going to spend a lot of time in Juneau, because that's where all the activity is now. That's where the magic happens. That's where the magic needs to happen in a pretty quick time frame. We are running out of time. We're in early May. Mm -hmm. The session ends... May 17, I believe. So that's three weeks. No, two that's weeks That's less than two now. weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Wow. And then there might be, almost surely will be a special session. Seems like knows. it at this point. So let us talk. I would like to talk about a press conference that I watched from beginning <laughs> to end, and then you and I <laughs> uh-huh. talked about it. Uh-huh. So last week, the governor called a press conference, and he was joined by a host of bigwigs from the state house, the state senate, both parties, and it was presented as a kind of kumbaya moment where they all took turns Mm -hmm. saying the following. We know we have a severe financial problem. We have a budgetary shortfall. We have revenue issues. We all agree on that. We all agree on the need to fix this terrible problem. We all agree. Mm -hmm. One after another, they came up and agreed. And we all agree that we have, I think the governor used the term, a bucket of possible solutions. Mm -hmm. But that bucket remains full Uh because no one at this press conference, this news conference, would really wanted to be out front and commit to a particular solution. No. They just... Admit that they have a problem. What did you say? It's that's you had a line about that when oh, I gosh, came. Oh gosh, I don't in. even know what I said. Now at this point, you said something about it. It's, it's probably brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant, and now we've completely forgotten it. No, you said like the first step is admitting you have a problem. Yeah, which is what Senator Wilkowski said as well. But, you know, you know, because we get these press releases, and so we kind of know things are what's going to happen. You could try to plan your day for coverage, and we see the governor's having a presser, and we're like, okay, so. What could this be about? Probably the budget. Who are some known, you know, people who don't work with or who disagree with Dunleavy to kind of line them up to have a back forth. And then we see that everybody's going to this press conference, which is strange. You know, that almost never happens. And and then it's like a press conference that nothing happened. It's, it's right. Like, uh- If one was being charitable, and we'll be charitable here, you could say, well, they all were together. Mm -hmm. They weren't having separate press conferences. They were all in agreement that some people are going to have – everybody's going to have to accept something that they might not 
particularly like right. if you want to solve the problem. So that would be the charitable way to look at it. The uncharitable way to look at it, which is something that that I have seen in past political events like this that I've covered, is that what what might be happening is, yes, everybody agrees there's a problem. They agree that it has to be solved. But no one – like it's, it's like a, uh, from a – bad comedy movie where you say, well, the person volunteering to go dig up the bombs in the, um, you know, out in the field in front of us, take one step forward and everybody takes one step backwards. <laughs> and there's like one person who didn't know the drill and they're like, oh, you're the guy, <laughs> you're go the guy. do it. And I had that feeling here that like nobody wants to be that one person who's the first one to say, here's a solution. They all want to agree on it together somehow mm -hmm. so they can all step forward together and there is political cover in that and there's also then a, a broader chance to get it passed if you've all agreed on it right but that is threading an awfully fine needle with two weeks left yeah and just it, nothing was put forth of a magic bullet to this solution it's just everybody agrees we have a problem um and so it just kind of, like, who's that pitched to? Is it to the regular Alaskan voter? Who is who? Who is the audience here? Who are we, who is was this press conference for? Because everybody, I assume, knows that we have a financial problem. Um, so what's what was trying to be sold to us? Maybe it was to build up the confidence of all those people in the room that they could eventually work on a problem and honor whatever system they've come up with to, you know, walk out there together again and agree and announce what they've agreed on because there will be things that people don't like. Yeah. For instance, the governor did raise the possibility again of a state sales tax. Uh, Which in the last I asked was still in draft. Right. Still in draft. Um, we have not seen the legislation. Maybe we won't until this gang of six or whatever it was can agree on it. A budget freeze, a spending freeze was something that was talked about. There were multiple PFD plans that are being discussed. There's differing education spending hike plans. Um, there was, there's a possible change in the oil tax that's been thrown out there. Uh, and even somebody has talked about a state sales t a state income tax which mm -hmm. the governor said he has not uh is not something he favors so that was one thing he he probably wouldn't go for at least he said he wouldn't and there doesn't seem to be a lot of serious talk about that the biggest thing is you know could the governor get agreement from both sides to agree to a small state sales tax of some kind mm -hmm. In the next two weeks, and if he doesn't have an agreement, he, in this press conference, did hold out the likelihood of calling a special session, mm -hmm. which, would that begin immediately, or how does that work here? It's usually they just pick a date. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very often immediately. And that goes forever? Or? Uh, <laughs> well, I've seen them go all summer. <laughs> they almost made like a year-round thing. Um, you know, it's just until it's a, a, a date set. But it does bring up interesting questions, you know, and I think it was, I think it was Wolikowski who said this was, 
you know, because nobody wants to touch the PFD. And everybody, it's such a, it is such a toxic thing to get involved in and you could just kind of ruin your career in some circles. And and so th- I think it was Wilkowski who said, though, you know, so you have a sales tax, but then are you just taking back your PFD money? You know, like. Right. Th- that If the point is that you're going to use the sales tax, not really to pump up right. the main budget, but to guarantee that you can give people a bigger PFD, that doesn't seem to solve the greater problem right. that they all agree we have, which is, which comes down to, in short, this state's economy is the income for the state is built largely on various taxes and revenue generated from the oil and mineral industry. Mm-hmm. And the oil revenues are projected to either stay the same or shrink while costs are going up. So you have this year, it's hard to know exactly how to even budget, and this has been a problem for a while, but who knows what the price of oil will be during the year. It changes every day. So it becomes hard to budget. It's You think it's going to be a billion dollars short, give or take a few hundred million. Mm-hmm. And so I think what the governor has realized and on – Oil prices being high and oil continuing to be the same or larger um, in terms of how much is extracted. I want to bring up this one thing, just a sidebar, just because it it has struck me so much this week. So Joe Kinnean, one of our reporters, he somehow has found this old 1983 newscast from Channel 2 that was posted online. And so the office has been watching this. And... You know, at first it was just funny because it, it starts with some like a montage of just Alaska events, and it's, I think it's to like um, Magnum PI's music. I, at least it sounds like that, or a knockoff. Yeah, or some knockoff of it. But once you start really watching the newscast, the level of money that was in the state in the '80s just really strikes you. And like this was just the beginning. It was like Usabelli was hoping to have sales for coal, and people on the on the North Slope had to give back money, and it just it just really struck home with me. Like, look how much money there was. What struck me from that newscast was how funny the graphics looked, like oh yeah, original Pac Man or something, <laughs> yeah. but. That has, has nothing to do with it. Yeah, it's and we're, and I'm working on a story for a couple of weeks from now about where the jobs are going to be two decades from now in Alaska. And this issue of it's so important to have oil in this state, but what do you do if in the long run everybody says there's nothing that's going to turn that around at this point mm-hmm. and – restore those 80s boom years it's just not going to happen and I, again i say that my one of my main takeaways from that news conference was there's not going to be much argument about the need to change things it's mm-hmm. just how long does it take to come up with a plan that republicans enough republicans and enough democrats and the governor can agree on so that they can all walk out there together and not be the one person who stands up and makes this really unpopular decision because right. that person's career will be likely politically over mm-hmm. if they are alone. That's, yeah. you know, that, that's just the reality yeah. of it. So 
and their party will be damaged. Like you can't have a solution just from Republicans because can you see if Dunleavy and the Republicans were to push through a sales tax and all the Democrats voted against it, I'm not saying this would happen, but just from a theoretical standpoint, can you see the ads two years from Oh, now? yeah, absolutely. Do you want to vote for the people who brought you a sales tax? Uh -huh. It's that simple and, and it's so powerful. So you've got to get, I give them that credit. They understand they've got to get together on this. <laughs> Let us move on now All right. to something that you and I have spent so much time thinking about and talking about and doing stories on. Ranked choice voting. Oh, my goodness. Is, is they finally had a hearing in, in a state house committee on a bill that would get rid of ranked choice voting. And it is not believed that the Senate would ever pass that in this session. But we're back. Back to this. Back to wondering whether ranked choice voting. And two bills a, that are essentially like the same thing. Is it a good idea or not? And uh, most of, from what I read, I wasn't there, most of the testimony, public testimony, favored ranked choice voting. But we know that there's a very well-organized group here in Anchorage that's gone statewide to get rid of ranked choice voting, mm -hmm. to get it back on the ballot the next election. So we're just going to keep fighting that one out. That's clear keep, that there are people, them. particularly on the conservative side, who feel that it is we're not done. <laughs> it's unfair to them. Yeah. So stand by. We don't know what's going to happen, if anything, but we'll keep an eye on that. And the other interesting thing to me because it's hard to even understand what would actually happen if the parental rights bill that oh. Dunleavy proposed is passed. And it's been significantly rewritten in committee. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, it again, it'll ever get to a Senate vote. But to me, when I tried reading the new version, it was more confusing it was less specific, and hmm. so it was more confusing and I think more open to interpretation. The bottom line from the governor was that parents should know anytime they want what's going on with their individual child, and that includes um, lessons, plans. Less and <laughs> now includes like all lessons and plans and any clubs that they want to be a part of, and sex ed would be. Everybody would have to, parent would have to fill out a form. Mm -hmm. Now I think it's even broader than that. It's almost any class parents now have to fill out forms. And it just seems I couldn't figure out how it would work in practice because it's been a while since I've had a parent, since I've had a parent, <laughs> since I've had a child in a public school. But like, am I really going to get notes at home about here's what the lesson plan is for this year? Yeah, and and do was, you, are you okay with that? And, the, and that was what the teachers union had said too was you know lessons plans sometimes go off track and so it would kill any kind of creativity or spontaneity or any just questioning of a process you because then it would be you know oh well we weren't on tuesday we weren't supposed to talk about sex ed but then somebody in the classroom asked about x and so then we did so that would take that it would be like what do you do then like we're not going to have this conversation now because we haven't notified your parents. I think that's a possibility, but it's not just sex ed. It's history class. Let's say you're discussing the Civil War and someone says, but what about, wasn't after the Civil War, uh, Jim Crow laws came mm -hmm. in that essentially kept African Americans in a, a state of servitude in the South. And if that wasn't in the original 
lesson plan in depth? Could you not answer that question? Yeah. Uh, Again, these, like the spontaneity goes away. Yeah, I think I've read in other places that there's at least threats that teachers would resign rather than teach in this kind of system. I don't know how many people would actually resign, but I think that it is opening up a giant Pandora's box uh, of confusion as to how you teach and how this system would work where parents have to be that involved. On the other hand, certainly parents should have a right to know anything that's being taught mm-hmm. in in their class. I just don't see how on a daily basis parents could know everything that is being taught in a class. I Unless you want to watch it on all day on video, yeah. Maybe. And this, you know, this comes kind of on the heels too of, um, you know, we're kind of continuing this thing of what books are should be in schools and what books should be in libraries, um, which is part of a national effort. You know, I was struck by the Valley um, one where at one point someone said they weren't sure if some of those books were in the schools, but it just simply was like a cut and paste from like a national organization of what books were offensive um, and shouldn't were not appropriate in the class in the libraries. This is a story that is not going away. It only continues mm. oh, yeah. and it will continue to uh, confound local school boards, I think, <laughs> because they're being asked to do things that they haven't had to answer for in the past, but also that are, so time-consuming. How much argument should there be over whether A Handmaid's Tale should be in a high school library? Right. I mean, is that, like, really that's something that you want to spend hours debating? Yeah, But right. there are people who do, who I think. Do. All right, enough on state politics, <laughs> enough on school board. I want to briefly update folks on what's happening at City Hall which is that last week we got wind, and and uh, I think later this week, there's going to be an executive session at the Anchorage Assembly. And it will hear a proposed settlement or settlements that the Bronson administration will offer that we have been told, uh, it's not 100% certain, but we believe the Assembly has been told, that it is probably dealing with the Amy Dembosky threat of a lawsuit mm-hmm. over her firing and the actual firing of Heather McElpine, who was investigating Judy Elledge's library job and how she was treating employees. And before that investigation could be finished, she was fired. Mm-hmm. Her lawyers did file lawsuits. We know that the amount of the settlement, because this was in public session, as part of the budget document, the amount of the settlements total is a little larger than $800,000, which is not small potatoes. No. We don't know how that would divide up. It is conceivable that some of that money would go to, what's the name of the company? Hickel, the ones who were building the navigation center. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were suing for much more money over work they have done and they haven't been paid for. So our sources have said it's not likely at all that that is a part of the settlement. Anyway, this, the assembly will be told Friday in executive session. Whether we learn that day or later, we hope to learn on Friday, 
Friday, late Friday. Mm -hmm. But that's a lot of money. Yeah. And that's just, that is not money that, even though it is the mayor himself and his administration who have been sued by, in one case and threat of suit in another, that money does not come out of the mayor's pocket. It comes out of taxpayers' pockets, which yeah. is why the assembly changed the rules so that they have to approve it. But one way or another, if the lawyers have reached a settlement, it's hard to see the assembly saying, no, we're going to force a lawsuit yeah. to go through it. Like, yeah. This is just taxpayers of Anchorage are going to have to eat this. Yeah. So and stay tuned to see who gets what. Stay tuned. Watch <laughs> Alaska's news source uh, five and six o'clock on this Friday, <laughs> May, what is it? May 5th. Uh, we may have details. If not, we'll have them early the next week because uh, they can't keep something like that secret from right. us. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep anything secret from us for long, um, except the solution to the Alaska budget fiscal <laughs> problems. That is, remains a secret to us. Anyway, that's it for the pipeline this time around. Please follow us. Choose us as a favorite. Tell your friends. What else do we want? Just Tell your family. Tell your friends. Listen to us while you jog, while you drive to work. So many options. And talk to us. You can, oh, yeah, absolutely. You can tweet to us. You can email us. You can even call us. We love it. We, we need the attention. <laughs> we are starved for attention. Till next time. Bye. Bye.